0: This is the Starcoat Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 351. What would change for you if you fully leaned into doing the thing that comes easy for you and brings joy to you? What does full permission living really look like? And what are the rules that you're holding yourself to that if you just Blew up those rules and stepped into what you know to be true for you. It might be a little scary, but life changing. That's what we're talking about today with my guest, Lynn Young. So join us as we blow up the rules. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you join us. We have a great show. You're going to be so energized by my guest, I'm going to tell you more about her In just a moment, as we challenge you to get out of the box, you might be putting yourself in as we continue through the summer and work towards the end of the year. I'm excited after recording this. I'm headed to Michigan for the weekend to see family to meet a new great niece and spend time with my brothers and sisters and family, just enjoying one another. I think many of you know that uh, the past several times that I've gotten together with family have been to celebrate life, but life as it moves forward. And this is celebrating a new life and celebrating couples coming together and babies being born and all those exciting things. So You know, what that says to me is that life is always changing and evolving. And in that, you know, how do we meet that? How do we engage with the, with the ever present circle of life, the ever present change that occurs for our clients, occurs for ourselves? That's one of the things that I most enjoy doing in my business, I'm Meg Rentschler, not only the host of the Star Coach Show, but I'm an executive coach and a mentor coach. And in that, you know, we are consistently engaging with what is life offering us? What is it challenging us to do? What changes are our clients being invited into? What are we as coaches who are building businesses and growing our skills and engaging and hopefully bringing an impact into the world that's going to make a change for the world? How are we engaged in that and inviting that? That's one of the things that we're going to be diving into with my guest today. I am delighted. To introduce you to Lynn Young. She is a co active coach, a motivational speaker, founding mama of the bad ass Sagers. And we're going to be talking about that in the interview. And she's the author of the Amazon bestseller, Red Hot Living. She believes, and you're going to hear this left and right in her interview, she really believes that life is juicier when we're playing, when we're taking risks and serving the common good. She's a global citizen and ambassador for joy. She colors outside the lines and knows that life is a gift. Lynn holds an MA from the University of Colorado. She is an International Coaching Federation Professional Certified Coach and was formerly a coach with the Center for Creative Leadership. And we talk about her making a decision to transition from some of those roles In our interview today, she lives in Colorado where she adores color, sunshine, her amazing family, and savoring dark chocolate. I had the joy of getting to know Lynn through a program that we were both in. She is magnetic, and she's going to challenge us today to think outside the lines, to look at maybe some of the boundaries we put on ourselves and just ask us to look at, are they serving us? So with no further ado, I introduce you to my friend and fellow coach, Lynn Young. Lynn Young, welcome to the Star Show. It is so good to be here, Meg. Thanks. I have really been looking forward to spending time with you because your energy is like, if you look for high energy in the dictionary, you're going to find Lynn's face there. She is incredible. And what I'm so excited about for all you who are listening is that Lynn and I are going to have a conversation today about how really we we trap ourselves into a box that doesn't necessarily always serve us? So, how can we unleash ourselves? How can we blow up the rules and really dial into what's possible? That's what we're going to talk about today. That's Lynn's special sauce. And Lynn, let's start with the whole concept of what is it that sort of led your energy down this path,
1: unleashing ourselves? Mm. Mm-hmm. That is such a good question, Meg. You know, I really believe in full permission living. You know, we as coaches know that, right? I mean, it's part of our—it's what we do, and I happen to just love doing it and and lead lead with example. Like me, obviously, I love color, I love expression. It's who I am, and my own permission to do that in the world means that the world's reflecting back things like, "Oh my gosh, I love your style," you know, from strangers, and and it's not about my clothes, but it is about the energy and the freedom and the and the permission. And so because I like live and lead with that in my life, and here comes the I'll have what she's having. It's like, and because when we live into our lives that are more fun for us, it's also more fun for the world. It's also more beneficial to the world. That was a natural progression for me, Meg. It really was it. like doing the thing that's easy and joyous for me and then offering it to others who want more ease more joy more freedom more like hello hello lively alive myself having the greatest biggest impact in the world so what
0: i love 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 about that is that often we hear from coaches who are trying to kind of get their footing and and determine who they want to be and how and who she- they want to serve they i think sometimes they tap down their differentiators or they they mm-hmm. minimize what it is that makes them special because they're trying to fit some mold out there. I don't know where the mold is, but we're going to break that mold. And what I love is that you said, I found what I love, what creates my energy. And then people say, I want what she's got.
1: And, and what has that done for your business? I love it. And I want to answer that, but I want to say the um, special, you know, like the the what's special to you that you said I think it gets tamped down when people try to try to be professional, mm-hmm. you know, and so I just wanted to name that. Well, and I want to kind of follow up on that, because I think
0: that sometimes we have, I mean, you know, I, I'm all about working around belief systems, and that we get beliefs that get stuck. And when you just said that right now, I had a flash of a memory. Years ago, I was Is a psychotherapist in practice with some other psychotherapists. And I've always been a little exuberant. I know nobody who listens knows that. And, you know, a little maybe, you know, not the most tightly tied and and professional. And I remember one of the other therapists at the time saying, you know, maybe we need to be just a little more professional. And I, now, you know, that was, I think we were on our way to do some kind of something. But in that, I sort of thought, because I've never been like over the edge and inappropriate, but I think that that really stuck to me. And I know that when I transitioned into coaching, that reel, that that tape was playing in my head. So I wonder for all of you who are listening, what are some of the tapes that might be stuck in your head about how you have to be and how to be professional and how to be what you think people want you to be? versus who you genuinely are. And when I was able to really step into who I genuinely am,
1: all sorts of different things happened. And that's what happened to you as well. It did. And it's inside of a larger container, which is entirely professional. It's like well held and it has beautiful boundaries. All of our ethical standards, all of that holds in service of our clients, all of that. But the unleashing ourselves as we be that um, coach, leader, strategist, whatever your role is, is that's like the secret sauce. You know, when you were talking, Meg, it reminded me of when I was in graduate school and we were asked, to, this. my my master's is in counseling, and we were asked to write a theory like, you know, like there's the Jungian or the whatever. And I actually am Y-O-U-N-G, like Jungian. But anyway, I had to write my own theory and I wrote it. And I remember my mentor guide said, I had written about spirituality inside of it. And he said, I know. He said, I believe that too, but but you can't write it. <laughs> you know, like you can't it, it this it this needs to be narrower. And I actually believe that we miss the mark when we don't invite everything to belong. Like, and I don't mean like I'm gonna tell anybody what they should be doing, right. but I think ourselves as human. Like everything that we love, like a core premise of my work is love what you love and then bring what you love in service to the world. And then that's fun. You know, it's fun. It's easier. It's more joyous. Yeah. So that kind of leads back to the question of how have you
0: seen your business impacted by Mm -hmm. your willingness to step fully and unapologetically into who Lynn Young is and invite people into that space.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm smiling here when you say business, because it's like, I'm one of those people who has arrived in in, in a journey of a lifetime who, you know, I didn't set out at 21 to be a businesswoman, you know, and still to this day, it's like, I am an entrepreneur or a solopreneur. I, I do have my own you know, this is my space, and I work out of it. And I make a living this way. Um, but I'm laughing at my own reaction to your word business. Yeah, I, my belief is, like, the more we do that, the more the growth, the more the greater impact that we're able to have on others. So my, you know, I, I mentioned I had the master's in coaching. And then I, then I realized my great joy was probably I mean, my master's in, is in counseling, counseling. But the great joy was like, oh, this coaching thing, that's, That's got my name all over it, a little bit like the exuberant you. Right. So I I went off and did that wonderful, you know, training and certification through CTI, and it was fabulous. And then coached with the Center for Creative Leadership, which was a great joy, coaching in leadership, global leadership development programs, fabulous. But the thing I want to point to there is there was a risk when I set my licensed professional counselor credential down. I'd, you know, I had earned it. I had worked hard. I was, you know, I was all set up to have that for the rest of my life. But it wasn't where my fullness of my joy was. So there was risk there. There was risk when I stepped in more to leadership coaching. You know, it. it, it I write about it in my book a little bit. it was kind of more big girl pants space for me to offer what it is that I believe makes all the difference to whomever and whatever role. You know, So I just want to point at that important, important, like risking leaping in the world that you and I inhabit sometimes going before we know, not knowing what's going to happen and doing it anyway. And that's also, as you know, where the energy and the aliveness is, it's like, it takes our breath away. We actually don't know what's going to happen. And, and frankly, nobody does, you know, as we do the next right, best thing. So the next chapter for me was ushered in during the pandemic when everything shut down, you know, and all the global programs, you know, and I I know I'm talking to everybody who's had whatever your own version of this experience was. And that is when it was like, okay, here I am. (laughs) And I could, I would like to be serving, but I'm alone in my house. And, you know, I have, of course, I could see private clients, you know, virtually, but there was more in me that wanted to go out in service of the world. And so that is when I took a risk, launched, the badass sagers program for women. It's like even the name is kind of risky, edgy, oh, right? Yeah, real <laughs> edgy. Real, you know, how, you know what I mean? It's it's like that willingness to push the boundaries so that the energy can be in the room. Badass meant like bold and up to something, like, like seriously, not not just, you know, it's like of significance to be badass. Like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or something like that, right? You know? Right. And sager, I was pointing to my noticing of my myself. I wasn't born yesterday, you know. <laughs> and and most of us are getting older, you know. Like like nobody's getting younger, and so there's a an element of dial down that happens for women when actually we're not harnessing the the thing that's actually there that's beautiful, which is um, the sager part of what I'm pointing at, which is. There's wisdom, there's calm, there's rootedness, there's knowing what matters the most. All of that stuff comes with a life, you know, kind of well-lived. Not everybody, not everybody naturally wakes up and they're a sager, no matter what age they are. But if you're paying attention and if you're learning and you grow, you're growing, you discover that you have something that you didn't have when you were 21. And so the pairing of badass Sager was like, that was the next risk. It's like to, to tie my name to that to put it out there in the world, to throw it out and see if anybody wanted to say yes. And sure enough, a whole bunch of people wanted to say yes. And we had, you know, I was off and creating in a new space. And this is the other thing I want to point out, Meg. The um, It was just so fun. Like I had no idea, like none. You know, I knew I had these group of women. I knew I was thinking about them. I knew on Tuesday mornings, I was going to have created something because they were all going to gather. And that risking kept me alive and growing and serving during the pandemic. And still. And so during that journey came the next noticing, which was, ooh, ooh, if, if ooh, there's this book that's been in me for 10 years. And, I, it, it, I, and I've known it and I've talked about it. And I've even gone to fancy workshops and paid good money and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know what? time for that risk. And so this I wrote the book over that next couple of years and in 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 the journey of the writing. I had some major family situations. so yeah, it just came out in April. And I'm really excited. I'm super excited and, so and I, I, I I just I, want to
0: point out a little bit about the so I could see some people think she named her group the Badass Sagers. and and once again, we go to that, well, is that what I should do? I mean like all this shooting, right? And so instead of shooting, it's like the people that resonated with what you're teaching and the space you're creating and the people who want to be badass sagers, they are drawn to you like a magnet. And it's OK if there's other people who aren't drawn to that, because we can't possibly serve everybody on the face of the earth anyway. You have like you dialed into what lights you up to what like name made sense to you. What Even when you say it, I mean, I've heard you say badass sagers. I don't know how many times I've seen you say it and you own it. You live it. You are it. And then you move into this book called Red Hot Living. Boom. So I'm going to throw that back to you. But I just got to say your choice of words, like they set the stage for what you offer. And it's okay if not every single person is attracted to that so what are your thoughts about that I
1: I couldn't agree more it's like there's that dial down or dial up again you know you mentioned like the little box like the this is what all the things look like you know if i name it something like that it will be safe it won't be significant but it'll be safe you know it won't be saucy and out there serving the world and healing the world, but it'll be and so yeah, it's like I think I am I'm interested in the edges. Um I think the edges of our lives, of our thinking, of our believing what's possible of our own risking, I think that's paired directly to our aliveness. And so I'm not I'm not recommending everybody jump off cliffs or you know, unless you know what I mean say unless you want to, if that's what lights you up, right? someone said, well, have you jumped out and played? I'm like, well, actually I have. But what I'm really talking about is, is that living our own lives in such a way that our breaths are deeper, our, man, you know, like I said earlier, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm so interested to find out what's going to happen. So there's a beautiful poem by Donna Markova called Living Wide Open. And it, it ends, and this is in my book as well. Um, to risk my significance, so that what came to me as bloom goes on as blossom, and or what um, seed goes on as blossom, and what came to me as blossom goes on as fruit. I mean, I honestly think that's our job, all of us, like all of us, separate from our professions. It's like this essentially amazing human was created. No, you know, you and you're X years old now, and. There's this, uh, our job is to bear fruit and like leave the world better than we found it. You know, I'm interested in that. And that doesn't entirely live in the zone of safety and energy, juju, mojo, all that stuff also doesn't live in the zone of safety and comfort. We know that in, you know, learning theory, when we're absolutely comfortable, we're probably not learning when we're learning, we're growing, When we're growing, we're stretching and we're really alive. So And so
0: each time you've made a decision, you've had to let something go or as you've shifted and grown in order to fully grow, you might need to snip off a branch that no longer is working for you or release it so that somebody else can do that and you move in the direction you want to. What's that been like for you? Wow, I love that, Meg.
1: And and yeah, it's like conscious, bold snipping. Not not victimy kind of you know what I'm saying like how right. we see matters right we're pruning I guess if we're going with yeah. the uh, with the analogy right? of the bloom yeah right? like all of it you know you could try to grow all of it but it's, you know may not be what's a real fun thing to wake up to every day and it also might not even be I mean maybe it is in which case. You go, girl. But um, yeah, that points me to last year, last summer. This is tied to our listening to our knowing and our intuition and then trusting ourselves. Um, Last summer, after a decade of coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching with the Center for Creative Leadership, I realized I have loved this. I have grown so much. I am so glad to have served in that space. And it's time you know, for me to bless and release that with huge gratitude to create room and space for this life, joy, what is coming. Surely the publication of my book is a piece of that that then became possible with my own energy and spirit to to go from A to Z. Yeah. And so now I'm in a new land where the book is published and um, I'm excited about it. And it's out there. This I love this part. It's out there doing its thing in the world, even when I'm not working, you know, that's that, that evergreen concept is in our, you know, um, you know, how we talk about our financial streams sometimes, which is great, but I'm not actually talking about that. I'm talking about like evergreen in terms of beautiful impact having in continuous and now infinite form, you know, and of course I intended it to have positive impact and, you know. The feedback's been great and it is mostly positive, but the truth is I'm not in charge of the impact. I was in charge of the creation and then it's doing, you know what I mean? I can't control it. It's like, it's a little wild and crazy out there in an interesting but way. Sort
0: of like you set your child out into the world and you've blessed it and you hope that it's treated well and, and that, you know, people
1: appreciate that, but you, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Absolutely don't. And you love it and you stay in relationship with it. And then and then listen to the what's next, right? You know, for all of us. So the pairing of curiosity and risk, I believe, is game-changing for people. And I have to say, just a little self-note here, you know, we all in our lives, you know, our, our, whatever our family offered to us, you know, whatever form that is, out of that came us, you know, for some of us, we're healing from it, for, for some of it, for others of us, it's, it's, we're so great, you know, all the, whatever it is. It is our opportunity to take all of that and, and like make something from it. And that's a privilege. It is. You no, know, we woke up, we're breathing. We get to connect with, you know, beautiful people in our lives in real time. We stay wildly curious while we do it. And we take risks. And there's rebenefit, even even
0: those things that maybe don't turn out the way that we thought they were going to, they're oh. still beneficial in learning and growing from that. I would love to lean into how you absolutely grabbed your book launch with both hands and had a party with it. And I would love to maybe, because I know that so many people have books within them. You knew you had a book within you for 10 years before you had Grabbed it by the horns, you made it happen. And so I would love for you, if you're okay with this, to just share a little bit about some of the things that you did. How did you celebrate your book opening up?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I want to say, firstly, that I just didn't do it alone. Like, you know, and I didn't try to figure it out all myself. That's a perfectly great way for some people, self publishing, but that wasn't the way for me. And so I, Invested actually and engaged someone to be my partner who is, they know about books and launching and publishing. And, and it's like I got to do the part that I love. They get to do the part that they're great at. And so I loved that pairing for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so inside of that container, which in my case was Karen Strauss, who founded Hybrid Global Publishing, um, she was a perfect partner for me and all of her teams. And so it was like that big yes saying that juicy yes led me to, great, like, now it's time for this, and now it's time for that, and now it's time to work with the book designer who happens to be in Australia, and now it was just so fun, like that part, you know, and so I, I really am a real shout out to her, but also don't feel like you have to figure it all out and do it all on your own, and so through that guidance, I got some great, great, great ideas, which was that celebration, which was, which was, um, that full permission to share our lives freely inside of social media, you know, which is a land that I've really grown in. You know, I, I started out talking about when I was young and it's like, I got a lot from my parents, but but one of the things I didn't get was like confident (laughs) risk-taking. Like that wasn't my family. You know what I mean? That was, I, so much other good stuff was there, but that was not there. So that's been my own growing lately, including in the land of social media including in the, like, inviting the world into the story and the journey and the the my life and the my ahas. And so I think what you're pointing at for the first part is the day that the box of books arrived. I, you know, I knew this pretty sacred day. I was really excited. I didn't dress for it. I've just, it just arrived and there I was, you know, and put my camera on and just recorded myself live like having the experience of opening up the box and actually like seeing and touching my book for the first time and and you know laughing and crying and you know all of that, like the excitement of it. It's it's like fresh even as I talk about it right now. And then, and then, and and here's the part I, I want to point to too unabashedly freely inviting like the world to celebrate with me I think sometimes as coaches and professionals we feel like oh well you know too many too many posts going out into the feed or too you know what I mean my friends don't actually want to know, blah 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 I say blow up all those rules it's like let every single person celebrate and so I had a kind of a two-step launch it usually goes the other direction but I did it this way because of you know um timing and calendars but I first had an in-person book launch of friends and family, where we were actually able to gather and have a party. And you know, I read from the book. Everybody gathered. It was an amazing, amazing day that I will always remember. And at that book launch, I encouraged everybody to be a part of the next wave of let's help this be an Amazon bestseller, right? And that is how you. All, we all know this. this is how the algorithms work, and and so it was like the the enlistment of will you please. Together with me on this day, go out and tell your friends and family and all buy the Kindle edition on X day, which is how the algorithm happens. And so it was not just me doing a thing, it was everybody doing a thing. We ended up on five bestseller lists that next day, which was the official book launch was um, so the first party was March 30th, the official book launch was April 6th of this year, which happened to be my um 42 year sobriety date. Well,
0: congratulations. Yeah,
1: which was just a synchronous thing. Yeah, that just have that all just came together. I did not plan that, but it's it's wonderful to like let whatever is real like pair. Mm-hmm. So, so we had a book lunch. And that one was online and it was global, and it was so fun. And we still did experiential in both cases, little breakout groups. Like real breakout groups with strangers on a Zoom room, like Zoom, off you go. And it was so fun and everybody loved it. We did it together. I didn't try and do it alone and I invited the universe to do it with me. That's juicy. Well, the other thing that's juicy is that you did it exuberantly. I mean,
0: there was just so much excitement and so much love and joy and, you know, seeing that you're, Your subtitle has joyful in it, doesn't it? Becoming Joyful. Becoming a
1: Joyful Badass Sager. Ah,
0: There we go, the badass sagers again. And I love how you wrap all that together.
1: Emphasis on joy. Right.
0: So as, I mean, and I just know that everybody is like, oh my gosh, I want more of Lynn. But what when we think about... Just this concept, we could obviously go on for days about the concept of being unleashed and and choosing, making the choices that work for you. And I think maybe leaning into trusting that when you do that, the energy around that and the magnetism around that is so magical versus the, this is what I should do because X, Y, and Z.
1: So I agree. It's childlike, mm-hmm. not childish, but childlike. Like it's wonder, like it's it's childlike wonder. Like we wonder what is going to happen. And we give ourselves permission to do that. As you were saying that, Meg, I was thinking about, yeah. So to go towards that, like lightfully, light, lightly, playfully, you know, like experimentally, you know, and then And then to talk about it you know, and see what happens and then talk about that, which is the exact opposite of the the thing that you just said that we often do, which is, I should figure it all out. I should get it all perfect. I should line all my ducks up in a row so that then it rolls out perfectly, which of course it never will. And it's a huge waste of time and energy on something that's not even real. So this looser, lighter, more playful, filled with energy enthusiasm. It's it's not random. Like I know I know what I'm going for. But it's like leaping in and going for it um in real time. And then seeing what happens. It's different. It's different and it's been really fun for me, Meg. More of this has been true in my life, even in the last three years. Well and you bring something up and it's sort of the
0: thing I think would be uh a good reminder for people and maybe how we sort of begin to bring things to a close, which is you haven't, you've mentioned several times through the interview, I don't do things alone. I look for the support that I need or the people that I resonate with or the partners that I'm looking for. And I think that often coaches get so caught up in the isolation loop of I'm going to figure it all out myself and I'm going to do it. And then what ends up happening is we just sort of spin and, and get frustrated. And and so you are a big believer in investing in yourself and investing in the kinds of partnerships that are going to help you move forward. And just what would you say to people who are thinking about, should I hire a coach or should I be a part of a community or should I like shoulding all their, their questions about should I, should I?
1: What's Lynn's wisdom about that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm laughing. Yes, you should. (laughs) But don't, don't do 10 or 20 things. You know what I mean? Don't, don't do that. That's too much. But, but the permission to go forward to this is like, this is like the, what are you hungry for buffet table kind of thing. And I know as coaches, you know, income, you know, ROI balance sheets, all of that. It's like, we're not like, most of us don't have money just like laying around. You know, so I do want to name the the elephant of the money in the room. But here's the the thing I want to say. In my engaging with others, it has been such a profoundly life-giving growth experience for me, independent of my business. Just me, woman, in the game, risking, rolling at 68 years old. Fun. And so when you think about the investment... Think about it in that, like it's an investment in your life and in this chapter. It's not just a line on an Excel spreadsheet, you know? And, And for me, that has been what has made it possible to say yes and then step in and then roll with my fellow companions and not feel like I have to do it alone.
0: So, so helpful and
1: insightful.
0: As we close out, anything that we left on the
1: table that is
0: just niggling in you to get out and be shared.
1: You know, we touched on it, but I just want to double click on fooling around like, literally fooling around. It's that energetic. You know, it's like even in your body, right? You, like, even I'm like shaking my shoulders a little bit, like, whoosh. you know, what if we, you know, shift it? We talk about this code with our clients all the time. Like when we shift anything, everything else shifts. So what if we shift our who we're being as we go towards this thing? And we make that both lighter, but also more powerful. I mean, it's a, it's a weird paradoxical truth. So a little more fooling around inside of the risking and in inside of the play. Like get up and play and see what happens. And, you know, invite whatever that thing is to join you that you've always loved that the whole world goes, Oh yeah, you know, Meg, you're so exuberant. Yeah. And it's like, that's not like I'm too exuberant. It's like, yes, I am. I really am. I really do love that. Like let her out. Thank you,
0: Lynn. Thank you so much. We're going to have links for how people can connect with you. And I know that
1: you've got something special on your website, how to red hot live three tips on red hot living. That's what's there now. Yeah, I so it, just sign up and that will come and um, enjoy it. And, you know, obviously feel free to share it freely with anyone who comes to mind. That's the other piece. We haven't talked about this. These little syn- synchronous, little intuitive hits that we get from the universe, live in them, you know? Live in them in real time. Like, you know, if you're, if you're like, oh, I think this person would like it, do it. Yeah, here you go.
0: That's, that's what, what after that. that's that connectedness and how we, are able to kind of see things and and offer, you know, your offering and who doesn't like to
1: have something offered to them. That's right. That's right. And then trust the universe that everything else, whoever wants to receive it will, and they'll be delighted. Lynn, thank you so much for
0: bringing your energy and your red hot living to us. Meg, My pleasure. Thank
1: you. It's been a joy.
0: I certainly hope that you enjoyed your time with Lynn as much as I enjoyed my time with Lynn. And I invite you to learn more about her and her book at starcoatshow.com slash 351, starcoatshow.com slash 351, so that you can pick up her giveaway and learn more about her in the show note links. My conversation with her continues in the Star Coach community, Pearls of Wisdom, and I really encourage you to explore what the community offers for you, for coaches to really thrive and get out of their isolation. Coaches love it. I invite you to explore it. A link to explore that is also in the show notes at StarCoachShow.com slash 351. Come back next week, where I'm going to be visiting with you in a solo episode. And until next week, I wish you the very best for bringing your impact into the world. Know that what you're offering and what you're bringing people is needed. We need to have different kinds of conversations. We need to connect on a deeper level And that's what coaches do. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best. Have an awesome week.